focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Who has garnered experience in providing legal advisory services to business owners and corporate clients for close to a decade. She's a partner top corporate commercial firm in Ikoye, Lagos. Ikoye, Lagos. She's passionate about technology, uh, personal growth, and kingdom impact. Currently a business student and partnership coordinator at the European Business University of Luxembourg. As a kingdom influencer, she serves with her ministry gifts as a psalmist and she leads our learning and training systems in Kings. Let's receive the dynamic, powerful, articulate, passionate, intelligent, Rosamond. Feel it to you as she comes. Come on, show us some love. Is that the best she can do? This is a global stage, so let's give her global recognition. I know you've clapped for me, but can we put our hands together for the Lord Jesus and celebrate the set man over this house, Pastor Dami. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. Such an honor, such a privilege, and I'm super excited. Who's excited? I'm so excited. Make some noise. Hallelujah. Let's have our seat as a beautiful kings and queens that we are. Praise God. Wow, I'm excited. So, um, I know there are times that Pastor Dami has put me on the spot, but this is really on the spot, on the spot. You're not on the spot, you're on the spotlight, under the spotlight, but this is amazing. Uh, we're going to just be having such an incredible time engaging with one another and just understanding what the concept that we've been taught for the past seven weeks has been. Um, from understanding that we are salt and we are light, and of course, the practical realities of what we have experienced. I'm not going to be celebrated. Praise God. All right, I'll be starting with our first panelist, and his name is Remy Ademiju. <laughs> Celebrate God in his life. Uh, Remy Ademiju is an innovative and entrepreneurial leader who enjoys spending time finding solutions that enable personal, organizational, and social development. He, in his six years at Softcom, he has led organizational initiatives in people, processes, and business performance for the organization. He is currently the director of inclusion at Softcom with a focus of including people, micro-business owners, and communities in a way that they are educated and empowered. He actually holds a master's degree in leadership and change management from Leeds Beckett University and his bachelor's in management information systems from Covenant University. He summarizes his mantra as having fun doing great things. With a rousing applause, please can you put your hands together for Mr. Remy Ademiji. Such an honor and such a pleasure. I celebrate you. <laughs> All right, amazing. Who is ready for our next panelist? I know I am. I know I am. There's some, about to be some gender inclusion at this point. So I call on Ugo Chiku Eluche, and I'll be reading her profile. Celebrate, 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 celebrate. That's the name you'll be seeing on Forbes' list very soon. I see that happening. Ugo Chuku Eluche is popularly known as Ugo the Go-Go to the virtual world. She is an all-round creative, blessed with gifts and talents, which has caused her to successfully venture into different industries. She has worked in brand management, communications, marketing, and entertainment. And some of her works can be seen on Forbes Africa, 
Wall Street Journal, and the Financial Times. She's the host of I Don't Know, but with Ugo the Gogo podcast, the brain behind the Midnight Call series, and the voice of the 20s of Not Series currently being hosted on our platforms on social media. In her spare time, she writes, draws, and takes pictures. Ladies and gentlemen, with a rousing applause, can you please welcome Ugo Chuku to the platform? Please, you're not celebrating like a king. Come on, can you do that? You're so welcome. It's so good to have you here this morning. And finally, the last but definitely not the least who's ready are you ready so i'll be calling mr and i say that with some confidence debbie ajayi who is professionally trained as a legal practitioner debbie is a skilled kingdom influencer i love that deploying his skills in project management business and management consulting as well as legal practice he's a firm believer in dedication smart work excellence and determination and he is currently the team lead at king's farm king's foreign affairs ministry in case you don't know that exists he's happily married to his beautiful wife kende and resides in nigeria's capital city abuja please can you put your hands together for mr debbie ajay such a pleasure to have you here wow i feel like this light should just explode right now because it's really really hot here right now but with glory with glory praise god it's been an incredible seven-week journey from the mainland to the island to, you know, just talking about the fact that we are transforming lives with influence. Foreign lands, Foreign lands you know. And it's just been amazing. I can remember the first teaching that Pastor Dami talked about when he talked about the difference between power and influence. Who remembers? And it was just so amazing. And there was something that Pastor Dami said that really struck me. And he talked about the fact that you don't see salt in the soup, but you know it is there. Because we are meant to be infiltrators, right? And you see, one other thing before I start asking the question is that we realize that kingdom influence doesn't necessarily have to be so covert. You can be in different industries and just flow and just shine. So it's so amazing. Please, can we celebrate them again? Because God has done so super amazing things. So we go straight to the questions. But before I start, please, if you have any questions, um, if we have that time we'll be able to take them but please just engage with us all right so um my first question and I, I i this question is going to be very interesting really and this question will go to be right i know you remember on the mainland when v has to come and share a review and you just say something that struck me right so i'm giving that question back to v this morning on the platter right so um so what would you say uh it's been seven weeks amazing from the topic from the teaching on salt and light transforming lives the power of influence to salt and light i am walking in confidence to be here and you know in the city of abuja there are many churches but none ever felt like home you know and just coming here being in this atmosphere it just feels again like being back home so thank you thank you kings thank you pastor dami thank you everybody we love you so much and i say we even from the family in abuja as well yes yeah, so um to answer <laughs> oh my. well Peter's um analogies and um his very interesting way of communicating points is one of the things that struck me if i would say <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before, just to answer um, Rosamond's question, like you said, there's a lot that Pastor Dami has um, taught over the past seven weeks. And, and um, I think one of the ways that the Holy Spirit helped me um, squeeze everything that he has said into a one-liner, because the truth is there's, there's so much 
I mean, one of, one of which you just mentioned, that you don't see salt in the soup, but you know that it's there. Um, and he talked about how, you know, the, the iOS of the spirit inside of you is one of the ways that God would help you deploy your tools in the industry that you've been called to. And there are so many things, you know, he talked about labels and all of those things. And for me, how the Holy Spirit helped me streamline it is, you are salt. Salt does not have a choice. Salt has a purpose, right? You are deployed for a certain purpose. So, for example, so, so if I were to explain that, I would say that, you know how sometimes God gives us an instruction, God tells us to stew, decided what it wanted to be when it got into the stew. So, this kingdom business that we are in, it is, this is who God has said you are. Leave the labels aside. Leave what the world is saying aside. Leave what society has conditioned influence to mean aside. The first thing that is most important is who God has called you to be. What is that thing? You know, we used to say this thing, and I, I know I've said it a few times, that our children are born as a blank slate. That thing is a lie, actually, because when you are born, God has a plan for your life. So it's not a blank slate. It's not a blank slate. And Pastor Dami talked about that when he talked about labels. Do not allow anybody to change what God has called you. So you're talking about, for example, you want to go into the beauty industry and then you're asking yourself, oh, beauty industry, am I even beautiful enough for that industry? But God has a plan for that industry that includes you. So you don't make a decision on what God has said you should do because imagine if you put salt in soup, I say again, and it decided to be something else. Let's put our hands together for that. That question is going to go around, so I would love Gogo to uh, speak some words to that as to the points that really stood out for you throughout the entire series. I forgot I had a mic. <laughs> I was about to call you a mic. Okay, um, thank you very much um, for having me here. I, it's a privilege. Um, so what stood out to me in the whole, sermon, um, the whole series would be um, just understanding light in a different dimension before I thought that light just opposed in one way. So you know how if you have lived in a house where your light is only like yellow, if you go to like a hall where there's like white fluorescent lights, you'll be thinking, ah, people who live like this. You know how you go to like a a um a rich man's house, a mansion, you now see that our light can shine like this. Do you understand? Or it's just very, very... I, I think last week I was like on set shooting something and we went to one big house in Ikoyi and I was like, ah, is this how light shines in this type of places? I've never seen light like this and just in the weirdest places and if you take a selfie there, it will be so bright. Do you understand? So they understand the purpose and of, of lights like that. That's why people will go and shoot films in those houses because of how it is built. So the series kind of showed me a a new understanding of what light looks like and just how my own light is very different. Um, ever since I started like shooting some series online, I said to I said to bring out all the lights that I have that were packed up. And there was one light that I had. It's it's my friend bought it for me, and it's supposed to be white. I thought it was white, but one of my friends, I was put producer said oh this light does it not change color i was like no i don't think so so one day when i was just like playing with it i now pressed it more it turned red pressed again green so i was like i never knew that that light could shine in those different dimensions and i know that peter spoke about having like a prism and how light shines through it it's not just only one type of light that will shine different types of light so but if you are not aware you would um live under the, 
potential that God has called you to live. So I was not using that light properly until I noticed that, oh, it can go red, it can go. So I, I was already imagining other things I could do with it. So I think that's like something that stood out to me. That's so good. Come on, can we celebrate that? Um, something very important that you mentioned, the fact that there are so many spectrums of light, just as what Pastor Dami described. I remember I was in service that day. And you know, there's just a, if God is multidimensional, who are you not to be? Right? So it's just amazing. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Um, Remy, what, yes. what stood out for you? What struck you? All right, thank you. Um, <laughs> what struck me? Like? <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Um, happy to be here. Um, I, think, I think for me, it's really like the entire series itself. Um, the mere fact that it was not just a Sunday message, it was a series. And in my mind, I'm thinking that this thing needs to be like a community, you know. Reason is, um, I feel like many of us are still, are still taking this Christian influence and light and light and salt thing as vibes. Um, I don't think we are intentional enough yet. I think it's just vibes, because, um, so one thing that really strikes me. <laughs> Is, the word is not patented. You can use it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Paul was somewhere. I wasn't there, but, but Paul was somewhere, and they came to arrest him. Yeah, and they were going to take him to court. So Paul was trying to prepare for the next day in court, like when you have defense now. And God spoke to him. He said, "Paul, like, don't don't prepare." And God made a statement that I think about it sometimes and I hope I qualify. He said, don't be praying. He said, I have many people in this city. He like, God has his guys. I have my own guys. He said, don't prepare. So Paul did not prepare. And he got there on that day. The Bible said that as Paul was about to speak, Galileo, the governor, spoke and chased all the enemies out of the judgment seat. Paul did not say one word. But God has his own influence people. He knows. The, the issue there is some people are not on God's list. Because he can't use them. He can't use them to help Paul. They are Christians though. But they've not the Bible says strong meat belongs to those who by reason of use. They've not used anything. So it is the potentials are still dormant. They are still in potential energy, which is energy at rest. They need to move to kinetic energy, energy motion, so that they can be, so that God can be like I have, I, I, I have many people in this city, and the person that God used was the governor. Yeah, of course, we've seen that in some other places, God has used people who are not governors. You know, He has used like servants, and so it, it's not that way. Power and influence. It's not about I'm the governor. No, see, you can be the servant but how huh? you they cause trouble <laughs> you they scatter table yeah so i think many of us need to move from that potential energy or oh, have a lot of potential as light and sort to kinetic energy energy in motion and that's why i feel like this sort of light thing what is my mind was it a community so that we know exactly where are you and what are you doing so that god can say i have many people in this city and it causes can we put hands together? That's amazing. You know, said 
let your light so what? I remember when Pastor David put us to say so. And we were literally out of breath on that day, but it was amazing, right? So shine. Um, God didn't make us to, you don't put a light under a bushel. That's the scripture. And of course, our theme text, Matthew chapter 5, 10 to 13, you know, was that scripture that really stood out for us. So it was just hearing you say this, really, we, we as Christians, we must understand that this thing is not a catchphrase. It's an assignment. It's yeah. destiny. Yeah. It's who we're born to be. It's not DNA. Yeah. And Pastor Dami said something very amazing. He said, distance does not dissolve DNA. Yeah. So you are who you are. The fact that a lion is born in the midst of, um, let's, let's, what's another mama? Maybe dogs. Doesn't mean that the lion is a dog. No matter how long it has been there. You know, the moment that lion comes to itself and realizes, eh, I can roar. This is me. You are that awakening. So it's just amazing. You mentioned about labels and talked about spectrums of light. You also talked about so many things. So this is so amazing. And this will take me to my second question. And I'll be quoting some words that we're using each of the series of the topics that we're um, shared. So I'll read this. Power is not influence. There is a difference between power and influence. Being conspicuous is not the same as influence. Don't be so obvious that they see you coming. Salt is not visible, but it's felt. Right? Um... We're going to go practical now because you are in different industries, you are manning various responsibilities, and you still have to stand and represent that kingdom that you come from. So the question is, and um, I think I will be asking B, which is, do you agree with this? And if yes, how have you seen this being demonstrated in your own life and your ministry as well as the responsibilities you have even in your place or your marketplace? Okay, so um, like you said, power is not influence. The fact that a person is powerful doesn't mean that they're influential. Because influence, influence has more to do with um, inspiring people to do things as opposed to compelling them to do things. So you show an example. You, you model something. You create, you create an ec ecosystem where they see how something works. They see the results and then something in them identifies with that result and then they chase after it. Power is you just forcing people to say, oh, do this and do this. And, you know, to bring that to the marketplace, I work in a, I work in a very multicultural um, system where demands and um, requests and everything can be a lot, right? So we had an issue recently where um, there was something that went wrong with something that we did for a client and the conversation was oh okay so now in order to keep this client we have to lie we have to find a way to you know couch the conversation in such a way that the client doesn't know that we dropped the ball in certain areas and I remember being on a call with somebody who ordinarily I shouldn't even have the right to correct right but just listening to this series and you know seeing where seeing the direction we were going with that whole um, business, I just kept telling him, how about we do this instead? How about we do this instead? And I don't know, maybe it was the insistence or he just seen reason what I was saying, but he eventually came around and decided to do it the way that I had said we should do it. And currently, that particular issue is on the way to being resolved. It's not fully resolved yet. But I feel like the, the openness and the transparency with which we approached it helped us, you know, move beyond. And the reason why I'm saying this in this particular context is that we all face these situations in the workplace where 
you could almost say you know what this person is my superior they've said what they've said let's, let's just let's just move on let's just go ahead but interestingly when i think about it now there wasn't even a conscious decision to say oh i am salt and i am light but every time i sit down and i look at that situation and i ask myself so why, why where did the confidence even come from to ask this person to do it differently i'm like you know what you've been listening to if you had agreed to this and we had done it this way, it means that the next time something like this happens and you start to speak, they'll be like, ah, uncle, were you not the one who we involved in the last one and you did X, Y, Z? So it's, it's, the plan we were talking about it earlier, it's taking a stand and using the platform that you have. Currently, I had a team where I work and I see that not just as, oh, I'm, I'm being promoted. I see that as a platform to take a stand for what is right. And that's what Remy's talking about. Not just seeing it as, oh, it's vibes. When we're in the same place, we can, you know, vibe off each other. We can tell each other we are salt and we are light, but we keep blinding ourselves with the light in one place. Right? But let's take it beyond there. Let's take it to the daily activities where we work, where there are people who don't have the same values that we do. It's not about throwing it in their face and saying you are telling a lie. It's about using the influence that you have, speaking about it to the point where you can bring them around to what you are saying, not trying to compel them. Yes. All right. Yeah, so I love that. Can we celebrate that? That's so insightful. Yes, definitely. Please. All right. Thank you, Strike Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go say Striker. <laughs> Wow, super striker, superstar. All right. Um, so, yeah, thanks a lot for that. I think when I see, when I see power and influence, um, and I said that we should not be too much in a hurry to like grade them. Yeah, no doubt, influence is on that level. Yeah. Yeah, because you can be powerful as you said and not be influential. Yeah. But why I think we should also we should strive for influence is it's almost like a like a verb to like the noun of of power, yeah. Um, and the real value of your power is when you can influence things. That is why I think we should strive for that. And to be honest, it's not about being proud or anything. No, like guys, there's there's a there's a problem, and the problem needs solution. If you see it from that point of view, it will be easier for you to be influential in some spaces, yeah. And I feel like sometimes when we mention power and influence, we are waiting too much, we are thinking too much about the country, the government, I understand all those things. Yeah, like, guys, what's going on right now with China and Russia, I'm seeing another level of power and influence in another dimension. Yeah. Those guys are pulling, there, there might be a a world hunger because of two countries. Like, who are you? Do not many behind the world? Only two of you want to make all of us hungry. That is influence, yeah. And um, 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 Europe is suffering today because forty percent of their gas is coming from Russia. Russia. Yeah. Wahala. But before you go that far, just think about your own space. So I did an experiment. I did a lot of self experimentation. So I did an uh, an experiment. I was like, there are three things that things that have defined that me as Remy should manage well to become better. People, money, and time. Um, and I went into money. No, I went into um, people. And I tried to understand what is my circle of influence. Long story short, 
I said, Remy, you might you need to get value from this influence. Sorry, from from your network. You might know somebody that can give you that has the power to give you ten million naira, but you don't have the influence to receive it. They don't even trust you, Steph. They've not even seen you. You know them. They're in your network. Yeah. yeah. So they have the power, but you don't have the influence. Yeah. So what I did was, I said, okay, what is the financial value of my network? And I don't did one, one test. One person in my network has a business that needed money. Someone else had money. And I was able to raise 30.5 millionaire. And it just made me understand that in our network, there's power there. Many of us, our network is worth like a hundred million, but you don't know because you've never analyzed it. And you're not influential enough to tap into that. Yeah. yeah. So that money that you're that you are looking for, or that or that solution that you're looking for, there's somebody there, but you're not yet influential enough. And the person said, Remy, I'm doing this deal because of you. Yeah. So I think if we can if we can bring it down. To our own personal space before we think about Russia and Ukraine, just your own personal space, you will figure out many ways to express your salt and light, even in your own community, network, and family. Yeah. I agree with that. Can you just testify by a clap? By a clap, thank you so much. Coco, would you like to share some words on that? I think just to buttress his point, um, Peter said. A world at its worst, need people at its at, its, at their at their best. So, um, for us to influence the world, whatever shape or form, we have to be at our best. And being at our best is, um, apart from just even doing good work, um, being intentional about growing as well. I remember when I was I went I got a job somewhere and I saw that there was a lady that went to a particular church I liked. So I was like, hey, thank you Jesus, I have a sister in Christ. But you guys, ask me that girl stressed me. <laughs> she's the one that gave me the most stress, but she's the one that bared the label Christian in that organization. So it was just very, very somehow, do you understand? And it's, it kind of, they often use it to mock us because they're like, hey, after you do rabba rabba, but you come back, you cannot even. Yeah. So, do <laughs> 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 you get Like, it's just, so that thing challenged me. Um, sometimes, and, and even, um, he said about your network, I've had people say, oh, you behave like this because you go to kings, do you understand? Because your pastor is like this, or because he does like this. Or, so those things are there. We cannot claim that we're a creative church without being creative. Like, it doesn't work like that. So do the self-evaluation. What are you good at? Um, start from your space. Don't be looking to go to China. I remember one time my cousin came to me. I was like, "Oh, that we should donate money for him to go to China to go and preach." I said, "We well, have not heard your preaching in Uma here, where we live. So please go start from inside. Do you get? And then God, and like he said, then you now get the network. So, <laughs> you now get the network to go to China. You get what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's it. Please can we say praise God? In other words, go to Uma here or your place to preach." <laughs> oh my and you know the funniest thing is that leads to the next question because you know we people have labels one of the things pastor dami talked about was labels where and pastor dami said something that was very important he said you do not put the label inside the soup what do you put is the salt and you know a lot of times we as the church or as believers we've been labeled wrongly especially because of you know wrong influences or something happened i say after all you know and then you said something very important 
as a Christian, as a believer, in fact, the, man, in fact, the standard for you is higher. Yeah. Because when people demand work from you, that excellence has to show because you are a Christian. Let it not be they say, ah, after all, he's a Christian, oh, this is what they are doing. That's so what they do for church. Have you ever preached to somebody, they say, they give you one experience of one brother, Sabinus, or I don't want to call names, <laughs> that, did, <laughs> that did something to them. A lot of people are burnt or scarred from trusting because you claim that you are a believer, right? So that takes me to my next question, and I'll start with you, Gogo, is we've, we've been told so many things. Um, we, we are spirit, but as we grew, we heard words. People told us a lot of things that, you know, to some certain extent, warped our identity. And one of the things that this series has done is to break that mold. And I'm pretty sure that we all are witnesses to this. You know, they tell you you're not good enough. Or as a child, they tell you you're not good enough. Or they compare you to your siblings and things like that. And then you realize that the reason a lot of people are so scared of standing out is because of this thing called imposter syndrome. Yeah. Of the victim mentality of playing to the gallery, of playing small. Remember all the things Pastor Dami told us not to stop playing, to stop playing with. Yeah. Right? So, why do you see this happen? And what are some of the ways that we know as believers we can overcome this, especially in the light of this series that Pastor Dami has spoken about? Okay, I think this question t um, ties um, the topic get up and get out. I remember that day, because I, I was sitting there and I was crying because I felt like it was like my message, probably my favorite message of all time. I wrote more notes on that. Um, I think the reason why that happens is ignorance of who you, who you are. Um, I, I have it in my notes. Peter said, ignorance of who you are doesn't, re doesn't reduce who you are. You can't reverse what God concluded in eternity. So God has already um, given us a, his label. Not, not just any label, but his label. And the way we, if we don't believe his label, we will pander towards what everybody has said. And in that series, Peter said, one of the reasons why people don't shine their lights is because of shame. And for someone that has experienced shame, I understand shame. Um, is it, is it childhood trauma? I can give you. Is it, is it relationships problem? I can give you friendship problem. I can give you. So, no, not breakfast. Um, we've never been given. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just had a trip that in there. <laughs> so, the chef was in seven breakfasts. Okay, but um, he was like, when you subject your light to people's opinions, you would basically filter your authenticity. I remember the first time that I wanted to do YouTube, I asked the, my friend, like, can I start? She was like, oh, you know that if you start, you have to speak a certain kind of way because I often stammer. So I was just like, that's how I am. But it was just the fact that something needed to change about me. But you know that if I started then, maybe if somebody saw me and saw that, oh, she has a stutter, but she's still recording videos. We'll make them say, okay, me too, I can start my own podcast, even if I stutter. And um, what happens is that, I even realize that when you are doing certain things, you don't stammer. Because right now, I don't think I've stammered. But when I had that vision of, of me stammering, that was what was always stopping me and limiting me. And I think for childhood experience, it's... Apart from shame, it can also be you haven't seen it before. One of the things that Peter said is... Um, reasons why people don't shine is they feel like this is how it should be. So you've had family or had parents that are okay just going to church, which is good, but there's nothing 
there's nothing extra there's no influence past this place um and i feel like for us when i understand that influence is beyond these four walls um i can be a, a doctor and i'm influential in the hospital when people come to me they are they are uplifted how i share news with them good or bad they are they 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 want me to be their doctor they want me to do work with them i've had experiences where um i was laid off from some places but the people that laid me off recommended me for another job because of they know what they do you get they know what they missed and it's not because i i did not force them to do it it's just they saw my work do you get my work speaks for me even when i'm not there so i think that's something that we need to be conscious of so in my family, there's we don't really have people that are artsy. My parents are like chartered accountants. My brother is doing his PhD. My brother is the project manager. They are just very like structured. So me doing creativity, they don't really get it. Did you get? And because of that, you you are going to have to create your own blueprints. But thankfully, God has given us a, a blueprint through His Word through this series now when you do certain things you understand how it's done even though you have not done it before you just understand how it's done and that's the spirit of god in you so yeah i think that's it for me Please, can we celebrate god for that i would love be to also put that um especially this part on playing to the gallery and that victim thing oh, just can i say one more thing All right. sorry sorry and also i i remember something that Peter said he was like and the devil does not want to destroy your light He's not there to say, okay, you know what, let me take this one down. What he just wants you to do is not shine as bright as you ought to shine. So some of us, we are like the prayer mama, like in the church, like inside here. But then you don't know how to work outside. So all your identity is prayer mama here. Meanwhile, God wants you to be the woman in the boardroom that makes some decisions. So what do you do about that? Like, so he wants, and I'm not saying that praying here is bad, but it's just, it's limiting. There's so much more. If we want to be among those that are saying, or more, if, if we are fighting or if something's happening here, you too, you'll suffer for oil. Because I mean, we're so rich and so blessed in Nigeria, but we're so dependent. Why? And I think it's because we haven't just um, leveraged on the resources in, in here to do what God wants us to do. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for sharing Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gogo. Thank you, um, Rosamond. Um, I'm going to take this. I'm going to start answering from something that Gogo mentioned earlier when she talked about the light that she did not know had different um, colors and spectrums. And the thing about imposter syndrome is that it's a lie because it's just somebody's opinion of what something can do. Now, I'm thinking about that light. That light did not decide not to change color because Gogo didn't think that it could. Right. And that's what most of us do when someone puts a label on us and then we take that label on and decide that that is who we are right that's essentially you saying oh i have all these capabilities but because somebody said it's not possible then it's not possible right so that's that that for me is where it starts from and you know as 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 believers we have a we have a certain level of responsibility which is higher and for some reason even, even you can explain it. Because the, the person who is in the office and is going to look at you and say, oh, but you say you're a Christian, is maybe not even a Christian. So it's, sometimes it's, it's difficult to add up because you're like, how is it that you don't believe what I believe, but you expect a higher standard from me? But it is what it is, right? And we are there, and that's who we are. So we have to live up to that, we have to live up to that standard. You don't want to be the one who 
every time there's a problem in that space, some way or the other, you are found there. You don't want to be the one who... <laughs> Pastor Dami said, or oh, the founder of the problem. <laughs> right? And it's interesting because Google had mentioned something earlier about um, someone in our office who, you know, openly professed Christianity. And I think at some point we had a conversation about this. Someone in our office who openly professed Christianity, but then you are the founder of the problem, like Pastor Dami said. And we, we, have, we, have, we have such a big responsibility to be solution providers everywhere we find ourselves. I mean, and the, the other thing I'm going to say about this victim mentality and this apostle syndrome thing is, do not be apologetic about what God has said that you are. Do not be apologetic about what God is saying you should go ahead to do. Because in taking that decision to say, oh, I'm not sure, I don't think, you are actually going to stop somebody else from doing what they are supposed to do. And I've seen it in my personal life, even in career as well. I started off as a lawyer, like Rosemont said, and that I've worked in three different industries. Law is the only profession that I had professional training for. And I've worked in those three industries and I've never worked with anybody that said, oh, this guy is not meant for this place. Nobody. None. Can clap to that. And that's, that's, not, that's not because, oh, I sat down in a school where I was taught how to do it. This is you sitting down and doing work by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, where I work now, there's no reference point in Nigeria for that industry. As a matter of fact, when I, when I got the job, I, I think I mentioned to Pastor Dami that Pastor Dami, I don't even know what these people are doing. It's, it, uh, trust me, it's legit. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't even know what these guys are doing. But I went in there. The first thing I did was to sit back and learn and observe and get to know. Do you know that in about a year, the numbers they are seeing now are way different from the numbers they had when I came in. I'm not saying it's only my effort. I'm not saying it's... Oh, but see, I like to think that my presence there has done something. And if I even narrow it down to the matrix of the team that I am in charge of, there are clear indicators to say, since this guy took over this team, things are going in a certain direction. Yeah. So don't apologize. God has said, do it. Go there. If you have to take time to sit down and learn, now I'm not saying sit down and learn their bad habits. Sit down and learn what the industry is about. Then take what the Holy Spirit is telling you and bring it there. So that they can see the difference. There's no, there's no imposter in you. It's God leading you. Don't wait for the results. As you move, the results will come. come Please, can you put your hands together for that? We're about tapering down to the end. Um, but I just have one or two questions, and I want Remy to throw some light on this. Um, one of the things that Pastor Dami told and spoke about also, you know, I remember having a conversation with you earlier, and we we're talking about the fact that why do a lot of people give excuses, right? Uh, there's a book that's actually called No Excuses, actually. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts about why do you think that a lot of, in quote, believers seem to have a mindset that makes them feel like they are justified for doing mediocre work? Aye. Aye. Just because... 
you know, if you are going to have a boss that's going to require excellence, why do you think that in the kingdom you should do less than standard and yeah. vice versa? Yeah. Why should you be excellent here and mediocre out there? And I know one thing you advocate for or against is mediocrity. So I feel like this question will be very um, unique to you. So this let's question will strike you. It will strike you. Exactly <laughs> right. I think it's so important that you, know, you speak to this in practical terms and with some of the work you've been able to do and some of the commendations you've gotten as well in your course of work. All right, thank you very much, Rosamond. Um, so, so, I'm a very big believer of a term called responsibility. Yeah. Um, I, it is very difficult for me to work with someone that is not responsible. It's very, very difficult. And the reason why I like responsibility is responsibility is that phrase that can make you become better. The moment you keep on shying away from responsibility, it's going to make you become better. See, I said that as a Christian, except that the divine instruction not to, you should. And the, the key word responsibility there is two words, response and ability. Is you responding to your ability. There was a dream that they could not interpret in Egypt. Joseph could interpret dreams. His ability was to interpret dreams. He responded. Now, except if God had told him, don't interpret. That's different. And there are cases like that in scripture. But your default mode as a Christian is to be responsible. Except otherwise told. So, if there's a problem, you have the ability, you respond to it. Now, if you want to respond to more public, you now need to develop yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the truth is, many of us, we're catching crews now. Yeah. According to God's plan, five years, I remember um, doing the, the series, Pastor Dami gave an example of Gideon in the Bible. We did not want to, imposter, you know, syndrome, we didn't want to do it. And, but let me mention about the Gideon Bible. Now you guys go and research about the Gideon Bible. You'll be moved. It's incredible that these people created the Gideon um, organization because of Gideon. Yeah. How many years ago? And if you look at the impact that they've made right now. Yeah. And guess what? Gideon International was not started by pastors. There were two traveling businessmen that started a global movement for the kingdom. No pastor. They are not ministers. They are not missionaries. No. They were traveling businessmen in America and they always met at some point. And that's how they connected. And they started the Gideon International um, Organization. Um, so, the moment, when I see maybe Christians not like giving their best or doing their best, it, it's heartbreaking, to be honest. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit other on Christians, because the Bible says to whom much is given, much is. Many of us don't like it. I myself, I don't like it, but that's the truth. To whom much has been given to, much will be expected. Garbage in, garbage out. And we've been given all of these things, so, which is why when I meet Christians and I'm having a discussion with them, I'm a bit harder because there's more that is expected from us. I really want to like, to like, um, and sorry, just to address the Imposter uh, um, syndrome and the labeling. I remember 
some years ago, maybe about, I can't remember, a long time ago, I had a flashback as to how people have said, you know, about how teachers and parents have spoken to us when we were young. Yeah. Those things are very powerful. I believe at that small age, your teacher and your parents are the yeah. it's very powerful. So they call Olodo, look at you. You're not this. Ah, man, all of those words. And many people have taken those identities, those labels over time. So one day I was studying, I was like, so I was lost. I'm like, why will what somebody called me many years ago, why would that be my own identity now? So I asked God a question, and I used to ask God weird questions. Thank God we didn't have to fight, because if I change them for me by now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who will speak over my life and it will come to pass? Because all these um, drama, who will speak over my life and it comes to pass? I don't waste my time trying to do confession, confession. Meanwhile, one woman somewhere has already, already done something, and I'm not here wasting my time. And just like I was asking that question, I heard deep within me, for you shall have what you say. Yeah. And while I was about to rejoice, he said, and you will become what you think. The responsibility falls back on you. Yes, people might have labeled you something, but they have mouth. You, see, you have mouth now. Yeah. <laughs> you have mouth. It's as if they have two mouths. Nobody in this world has two mouths. They have one year and If you talk back, you talk back. There's nothing like that. Everybody has one mouth facing front. You talk your own, I talk my own. <laughs> you know, so I would become what I think and I would have what I see. So if you say I can't have this, I say I can have this. Yeah. And if you keep on dwelling on, at, particularly at, from years ago, I cannot stand there and talk to you. Not, this ground will open, I'll fall inside. It's not problem. I'll be shaking like, I remember, I remember the first day my teen teacher um, told me to come and take exhortation. I went to meet him the next day and I said, I can't. He, he almost slapped me. What did you mean by that? That day, like, I was shaking like this. I finished 10, minute, ten minutes message in two minutes. The many eight minutes, I, I just didn't look. Man, the angel was just the vibe on top stage. <laughs> but the truth there is, right now, in the last 10 years, I've only been anxious once. And that was because I was speaking to a vice president. Or my own say they are level to be speaking. Yeah. So I held the mic like this. I said, well, yeah, vice president, and the vice president was from another African country. So that was the, that when I knew that okay, um, there's still room here. Yeah. But just once, why? Because I've practiced, I've practiced, I've, acu- I've acquired a lot of knowledge. I've practiced podcasts. I literally listen to interviews just to hear how people speak. Yeah, yeah. Just to hear how people speak. So right now I cannot have imposter syndrome about speaking. I believe I'm good enough to speak. Yeah. But if you have imposter syndrome, you need to go and practice. Yeah. Practice small, practice private. Practice with people who, even when you make a mistake, they will not chuck your knife. Because the truth there is this. A lot is demanded from us in the world. So if you go out and you make a mistake, there will be gunshots. In consequences. And no matter where you are, there will be consequences. Please celebrate God. We're about we are rounding up at this time. So we're just going to have one word. Um, very, very shortly. I remember so for a lot of people say Rosemont is confident, Rosemont is this. But a lot of people do not know that from GSS one to SS2 secondary school, I was bullied. And I was bullied badly for any little thing. And just like what he said, when he went back to God, I went back to God and said, Lord, my story has to change. 
and I just heard something similar to what I said, I said, you are who I say you are. And you know, it's like, it's, it's not like my own is too much because it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's amazing how God, and that's why Pastor Dami said something that a lot of people judge you on who you were before. Yeah. They don't understand that you have evolved. Yeah. You have met some of my, one of my bullies in GSS3 is right now running a full-time ministry, a geo. And when I saw the first time I saw it, I'm like, wow you know but you can see when we met it was like god i thank god for what god is doing in our lives and we prayed together it was so amazing we must not allow people judge us by who we were because we are evolving constantly and the bible says that from one level of glory to the other so i just celebrate god for every one of us and please let's just put our hands together for god because he's the one that touches and transforms lives and it's not even a joke there's nothing about imposter syndrome about it it is real and it is legit. Praise God. So, very short comments. Um, I think the, 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 the grand finale of everything was that, that demonstration that Pastor Dami did last week Sunday here. You know, about the light shining. I'm talking about influence having a posture, a position. You know, there is a stature, there is a pace. There is a protocol for influence. Right? So, what would be your closing words? Even as we round up this series with everything that has been shared so far. In fact, we can keep on going. But what would just be that short sentence or that short final word that you want us to, you know, leave this room with, you know, in relation to this series and how it has blessed you so far? Okay, so I would say um, everything that we've heard over the past seven weeks has actual transformative power. Everything. And for me... The assignment that I've given myself is to go back and listen to each one of those words and create an active action plan for everything that resonates with you. Because everything that we've said here today is all about making this a practical thing. I mean, I've seen this series change people's lives, even from a distance. You know, we're saying that distance does not change DNA. I'll give a, a, a short personal testimony. My wife could never look at two people and speak to them. Listening to the Salt and Light series, she be became the person who preaches in public transport on her way to work. And she's not even here physically. So for everything that we've heard over the past seven weeks has actual transformative power. And I don't want us to just sit down with it and vibe and be like, oh yeah, cool stuff. Is great it struck me no we must go back sit down with it create an everything that resonates with you you know Google such and said I felt like a message was for me if it resonates with you God is trying to say something to you there pick it up pick a thank you. practical plan and work with it come on thank you so much over to you Google okay um, I think for me what I'm taking away or going away with that, I want us to go away with this. Um, the fact that your saltiness is a revelation. And what is the revelation? Um, my friend always tells me that God reveals to redeem. God never reveals anything to shame you. Uh, when Jesus Christ died on the cross and Calvary for our sins, he also took our shame as well. So um, what I've tried to do, and I'm doing consciously, is changing my confession. Um, even if they prophesy to you today, they lay hands on you and tell you you are going to be this. If you don't believe it, it will not work. It will never work. That's why Jesus Christ would tell people, your faith has made you whole. Because they believed in the words that he spoke. So, 
going back, rereading, listening, um, a practical thing that I've done for myself, which has challenged my flesh enough. And I think also, I wanted to say something about, you know, where we have spoken about it, and people might think that it's only just in the context yeah. of um, work, but how, how this series, and just even also like our discipleship classes that I've been going through, has challenged my life is um, one day, God told me to um, get off Netflix, so I decided my Netflix, Hulu, my VPN, so I haven't watched any, like, movie in the past, like, and it's challenging me, do you get something about, so I, but I know, I've seen how my mindset has changed, I'm not afraid anymore, I, even in my prayer, my prayer is different, I, I feel it, do you get, like, my, my gifts are sharpened, I can hear, and I know that sometimes we as Christians, we often think that, oh, because I'm a Christian, I'm good, the, the devil will not, I mean, he, he, he will not stop. So we, we can't, I can't stop. You get, so whatever measure you have to put in place to help you, is it that when you're going to work, like you're listening to a message, you're praying, because when you go there, even if you do all the good work, somebody will say, this is trash. Do you understand? So how do you like chest it? It is your confession. Yeah. So I think like just understand that your saltiness is a revelation and a revelation needs to be revealed every day every mm-hmm. day there needs to be a revelation of your, of your saltiness every day so I think that's it for me come on thank you so much for sharing that last words and keep it short alright thank you um, the day God tells me to delete Netflix on a fight on <laughs> <laughs> but I, I shall obey Lord I shall <laughs> um, so last word is um, I think I will just try and admonish us to try and let me use the word be responsible again. Try because sometimes we know that it's not easy to, to shine as light. Um, you put on the spotlight, you're not sure of yourself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But let's start making some very small efforts in our own ways. Um, with time, those things will build up. Yeah. Um, and then responsibly again, because he, he mentioned something about his wife speaking. You know, sometimes we'll be like, I can't do it because I'm shy. Let me be honest with you. Um, when you need to get something done, there are some assignments that God has given to us. He did not give it give us that assignment because we are the best, you know. Um, how can God tell his Tamara to go and be a speaker? That's what God told me. Like how, you know, so um I think we should understand that when we need to shine, it's not solely because of us, it's because of an assignment. It's like a mother that wants to feed a child. Yeah, um, parents go through the extra mile, not for themselves, but for their children. Yeah, um, if left to them, they'll be fine, but they've gone the extra because of something. In the same way, we need to shine, not just because of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, there are many public people. Have you not met like some musicians and cool who be like, I'm actually a shy person, but I don't understand, but you act movies. Why? So, how can somebody who is shy of acting act? And we, that we have like a greater assignment, you know, of, of the kingdom, we do not want to move our own shyness above that. I mean, we can. Thank you very much. So, for me, as we close out this session, please, can we celebrate them? They've done so amazing. Amazing, amazing. For me, I'm going to summarize with what was said. Take a bow, find your field, take a stand, make a move, say I can, lead your troops, light your torch, 
and blow your own. Please, I want you to celebrate God with our panelists as we go back to our seat. Thank you very much for this opportunity to actually do this. Please, we celebrate you and we celebrate you. Thank you so much, Pastor Dami, for allowing us to do this. God bless you. Please, after you. Beautiful work. Beautiful. Please, let's celebrate. Celebrate the panel. Smart, sharp, intelligent, practical, easy to listen to, enjoyable, memorable, weighty. We really appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Celebrate the anchor, the moderator. Um, Rosie with the fire thank you so much God increase you can we pray for let's let's stretch your hands and just bless them I know I have no doubt that many from amongst us will sit on international panels I have no doubt so all the things that we do they're just rehearsals they are opportunities for exposure um, and many more people in this house will be on this panel I mean we are told go go two weeks ago Maybe too, she should have suspected me by then. Two months ago, I'll ask her to be on the panel. She'll possibly just... Yeah, but there's so much wealth in this house. And by wealth, I'm speaking primarily of the deposits of Christ in our spirits, but also the wisdom of God in our minds and huge potential that we have. Pray for them that their voices will not be loud within those four walls. And low in the boardroom or the courtroom or the business spaces in the name of Jesus. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.